Hey everybody, you're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast where we talk about everything local and beyond. John Yamasato here, and so is Stefan Nakoba. <laughs> Hello. And so is Kyle Shimabukuro. How's it? And today we have uh, Tavana sitting in studio, and I was going to give him a big introduction and stuff, but because we're running late on the show, we're just going to have him sit in from the beginning. So, Tavana. <laughs> Hello. I will give you... I will give you that, is, that is your big intro. I, I will give you a formal introduction in a little bit, but, but for now, uh, I'm just going to have you just chime in if you want to, okay? Before we begin, I uh, want to remind everybody that you can follow us on the following platforms. For everything High Sessions, there's... Oh my God, I didn't even write it down. There's Twitter... Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, Patreon, iTunes. SoundCloud, YouTube. ITunes? I think that's it. iTunes. Oh, yes. iTunes. Yeah. Yes. When you go to iTunes, leave us a review and rate five yes, stars because that helps. Because right us now a lot. all we've got is Tavana on there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. And we had to give him money so he'd give us five stars. That's right. So that's right. yeah, you try and do that. And if you want to see more music on our channel, please support the Patreon. Patreon is uh, allows you to donate to causes that you want to support and depending on your level of monthly donation you can pick up swag there you even have a chance to attend our live productions that we'll be having in 2020 and uh in a second you mean this I, year yeah this year okay yeah <laughs> we have one coming up I, I i booked one so far and hopefully i'll get another one but i don't want to announce yet until we're like confirmed confirmed all right but we want to give shouts out to ryan hicks steve hartsman and Aaron C., who have all joined our Patreon family really? since our last podcast. So awesome. thanks, guys, for, thanks, for donating guys. and being a part Can't of that. I can't believe people actually joined. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. Like, <laughs> it's I, like, hey. I, number one, I can't believe people even listen to this right? thing. Exactly. And then the fact that they're even supporting us is even better. We still got them fooled. Right okay. Now. By the way, uh, I think my bag of food is blocking the camera. So oh. should I have moved that? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. every picture is going to have a... I have a camera going. Hang on. Y'all keep talking. Okay. I'm going to move that. Well, thing. I have an update. Okay. So let me start off with that. We don't need Devin for this. Okay. Because again, I didn't expect anyone to ever listen to this show, but we've gotten a couple of messages. So I want to address something. After our last podcast, Kyle did go across the way into the park and take pictures at my house to see if a naked John Yamasato could be seen from the window brushing his teeth okay? <laughs> now i was supposed to post that on Can we, do we need to explain to tavana what's no, happening right now because he may have thought he walked into like an alternative it's, it's, universe it's a long, it's a long story around naked all the time in his house it's a long story but i was i was brushing my teeth i didn't have any clothes on standing near the window not up at the window but near the window and then they thought you know that people could see in so we had this big discussion about there was a guy outside, and he's right by a school. So we're thinking the kids can see you, man. Right? They can't. Okay. So the so fact just that be- anybody could see him disturbed me. Yeah. A lot. Was- so, so you guys had to test it out. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I ran across into the park to look. Yeah. Because that's what Kyle does. Kyle goes, I wonder. Let's try. And yeah. then it ends up happening. So. So so just to be clear, if I'm like pressed up against the window, yes. Which actually you'd, happened too. You'd be able to see into my window. Now, I was not pressed up against the window, and I was standing in the back in the shadows, just like I had said. And at that point, when you see the picture, you can see maybe a figure there, but you would never know no, what, dude, what it is. No, dude, you can tell you had your shirt off, man. 
But that was me pressed up against the window. Yeah, you you didn't see, see the one that was not. Here's up the against big the question, window. you guys: Are you guys gonna make the picture available on for the Patreon? <laughs> the <laughs> Patreon, folks. Next level Patreon donations. Sign up for Patreon and you'll get a glossy eight by ten. John against the window sign. <laughs> oh, man. No, all right. So the point is, okay. We're making John blush, by the way. The point is, you can't, if I'm where I was standing, you don't see anything. I didn't want to post a picture on, on Instagram because I don't want to give away the exact location of my house to the world. I'll crop it so you can't tell. No, 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 no. So, <laughs> people, so I'm just telling you, what, people was, are going to notice more the half-naked John than they're really going to think about where you are. <laughs> my whole point was, he said that he's in the shadows. Yes. He's, you know, he's in the darkest part of wherever he's at. That's right. But I'm, he's the lightest skin guy I know. <laughs> Much less, I don't, I don't always see the parts that are hidden from the sun all the Thank time. Goodness. Thank but goodness. But if he's naked, <laughs> then the lightest part of him will be reflecting off the sun into the house. <laughs> and, the, and the bottom line. Blinding children, blinding his neighbors. You know? The bottom line is I'm standing at my sink now brushing my teeth. So, so none of this is. <laughs> nice job, guys. Everyone, everyone, everyone yes. in your neighborhood thanks you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The entire Hawaii Kai thanks you. Yes. But yes. people asked online when the picture of is going up, and I'm, I'm not posting the See? picture. Yeah. We promised them though. We can't. We can't go no. back on our promise. I'm no. telling you, it's Patreon, fine. dude. It's okay. Figure it out. We'll it figure might out deter people from going to your house. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it would deter Come me. To my house and this is what you get. Just so you know. <laughs> okay. So that. So that big story, we can kind of tie a bow and never speak of it again. <laughs> I think we can move on. If, from you're, this. if you're lucky. <laughs> if you're lucky. All right. Okay. So that's number one story okay. that I wanted to get to today. Number two story. I read this article and I feel somewhat vindicated. Okay. Okay. I'll read you the headline first. It says, "Endangered petrel chick on Kauai killed by feral cat," officials say, and 2016 debate on feral cats revisited. And it goes on to talk about. Let's see. Sorry. This is um, uh, Star Advertiser. Okay. And so, feral cats are killing native birds. Right. On the island of Kauai. Yeah. And yeah. it goes back to my screw feral cats. <laughs> I hate the people who feed them. And we should not be feeding feral cats. And here is just another good reason. And, and listen to this. So in the, in the um, I guess in March of 2016, the state legislators heard a bill about, you know, getting rid of or uh, uh, not having people feed feral cats. And there was a lady that came up and said that she feeds 400 feral cats. Whoa. And she didn't want politicians starving her kitties to death. And then lawmakers killed the legislation. Um, so, so officials discussed Obviously using... cat people and not... Yeah. yeah, cat culling methods common to the mainland, targeting cats with fast-acting kill traps or live traps and then shoot them in the head. Oh. Methods deemed humane by the American Veterinary Medical Association. That was deemed humane? Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah. But see, we wouldn't have to kill them with kill traps or shoot them in the head if people just stopped feeding. Okay, feral so cats. what is your if you were a politician and you had to set a law here to to well, take care this is of why your, I'm not a politician. to take care of your need, your yeah. your 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 um opinion on this. Yeah. What would your solution be right now? Oh, I would just um take some money from the rail. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, would, I would have a, a hunt team. And just trap them all. 
and kill and, and him or bullet to the head or yeah bullet Holy to the oh, smokes man. yeah are you sure you don't want to put this on? I mean, no. Well, that's why. You know what's great about this, you guys? I'm sitting here. I'm blown away. My mom is one of those cat oh, people. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hilarious. Oh, no. no, because I am like totally trying to talk her out of it every time we get together. Oh, because wow. it's taking over her life. Oh, no. And like, you know, she has her point and you have your good oh, point. See? And that's... My your good point is part of my good point to her, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then she gets into this whole world of like, you know, but they're gonna die, you know, if I don't show up and na na na, and I'm like, bruh, dude, she spends like, oh my gosh, so much money on food, uh, and she's not even one of the bad ones, you know, like she, there's people out yeah, there yeah, where, yeah, like yeah. you said, I don't yeah. know how many you said, four hundred, yeah, that's unbelievable, where is she living, right? Though? Like. But she lives in Waimanalo and she drives to Hoikai. Oh, like wow. that's what John is talking about. That's yeah. the one you were chasing around. In the parking lot across Costco? Costco? No, not there. No, that's oh. a different one. Okay. Yeah, that's not my mom. <laughs> that's a different lady. <laughs> that's good. That's good that it wasn't my mom that you were chasing oh, down the that parking that? lot. <laughs> is that the one? Is that the parking lot you're talking about in Hoikai? No, no, no. no okay, not, what, where not. are you talking about in Hoikai? Well, well, the one I'm talking about in Hoikai is, is near my house. But that is birds, not, you just not people, cats. Can you okay, you need to edit that okay. up because you don't need to tell people where you live. Yeah, I can edit it. Cut the vision. Well, well, not John just lives. put the picture on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Maybe we I'll should talk to your mom about this one day. Uh, I don't know. Have her on the podcast. Oh, you don't want to talk to her. Yeah, She's Portuguese. Oh my god, you'd be in big trouble. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm apparently the most skillful at talking to her, and it still doesn't go very well. So you you side with John, even if your mom does this? Well, I mean, a lot of his points are my points with her, you know, and, and you know, I have a whole nother reason for telling her not to do it because it's, you know, she's taking up a lot of her time and resources, you know. Yeah. But then again, I, I went on, I went one time with her on the mission. <laughs> oh I was, my, I was really? so intrigued. I had to go, yeah, you know, yeah. and I went and all the food and this, the, oh my what, gosh. What was that like? Try to describe it for us. I like mean, I saw, I saw definitely what was happening for her to make her keep doing it. Really? The feeling of like caring for the animals and they all come up and they're very happy to see her and, you know, she feels like she's caretaking all of these and these beings, you know, right, I mean, that's right, got to right. feel pretty He's good. Homeless. It's got to feel pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my yeah. thing is, is like, oh, there's humans. You can do that with. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true, right? Yeah. No, I love you, mom. If you ever hear this, I know you won't hear it, but if you ever do hear this, if you listen to this, I love you very much. And I get your side of it. I do. And I also get John's side of it. And by it's, the way, I'm half half joking Man, I don't know yeah, it's the other half that he's like, concerned yeah. it sounds more like 80-20 I'm not, I'm not, I bring it up because it's a thing to talk about and I do have feelings about it but I'm not so into it that I'm going to do something about it you know so it's one of those things because <laughs> that Japanese side of you just are, comes yeah, out yeah, yeah, but, yeah, okay, yeah. Are, you, are you in general a cat lover no okay no. See, <laughs> well, there you go. I, well, yeah, I love cats cat. I got a cat at home okay so, are you, you know. deaf what, a, a cat person? A cat I'm person. allergic to cats. So okay. No, but, but what was interesting to me that my mom said is the woman that uh, goes to, um, to the, the woman from the Humane Society yeah. that deals with uh, population control, yeah. she knows her. They know each other, and they worked out a schedule together. So the woman what? doesn't have a problem with my mom. 
Oh, okay. So that was interesting oh. to me. I was like, oh, because oh. my big argument was like, mom, you keep feeding them. They're going to overpopulate. Yeah. And you're actually going to cause more stress for the right. the whole yeah. herd or whatever. Yeah. Right? You know? and, 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 but apparently the, the woman who's in charge of the population control has no problem with her. And they even, when she goes out to administer uh, whatever she has to administer, they, they work on a schedule so they don't bump into each other and stuff. It's crazy. Huh. Yeah. So the, so, one that you're, the one that works with your mom is the one that's um, like neutering and, and... She's from the Humane Society. Yeah. So yeah. I know yeah, they, so they catch, they take neuter, them, and whatever them, speed and then yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Some of them are doing different things, I know. Yeah. Like, I'm sure some of them are like actually having to you know capture them and take them in and either get them adopted or kill them right right yeah. or and then some but they also have like they they do um i think they do like administer some well let, let me ask you this because this is the part that like that really herpes, like you know yeah yeah, yeah. vaccines and yeah. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you don't want that running wild <laughs> this is the part that blows my mind i don't know what the answer is going to be does your mom have cats Oh yeah, she has a couple. So she has a couple of cats. Couple of cats. Why? Why isn't that enough? Like why? yeah, I mean, I, I think it's like more of this thing where whoever this person is, the people that end up doing this, they, they end up seeing an area that is populated with uh-huh. cats at night or whatever, and they go hang out there, and you know what? They maybe like have some food on them, and then they feed them, and like I said, that makes them feel good, and then they go back, and then uh, you know becomes a thing that they do, yeah. and then they believe that they're you know they're doing. There's a, a higher good, calling. It's, it. it's, they're doing right. good for these these animals. Right. They're feeding them in their camp room, which right. is true. Yeah. yeah. But but what also what is true is that it is going to help the, the the population grow, which right. is also going to make it life harder on every one of them. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just less and to go around. the poor indigenous so birds that are now being tracked and oh, killed go, by these. And the poor indigenous John. Who's but got you don't have indigenous birds where yeah. you live, John. <laughs> I know. Kyle. You don't have to bring that part up. <laughs> well, the other question too is, and I, 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 I oh, don't by the way, I don't like birds either. I don't want to belabor this, but so, are uh, does your do you have brothers and sisters? Yeah, do me, they, my brother, and my sister, we're all kind of on but the do same guys, team. Do you guys all live? You don't live with your mom. Your no, mom? my mom, my brother Malala, and my sister Tapa, they both live with my oh, mom okay, and Malala. Okay. They all have like a you know they all hang out over there. And yeah, they have yeah, their yeah. own houses over there. Oh, okay, next okay. To each other. You know, they're always like, oh, when you can, oh, no, 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 I'm not coming. In the <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like an Hawaii guy. Hawaii guy is actually good and nice. You guys are close enough. That's the, that's the family thing. Yeah? It's good. It's good to live close. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. good to live there. It's good to live close. Yeah. I can't be like at two in the morning and my mom's able to just walk over and be like, you know what? I forgot to tell you that. You, know. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get in the car and drive. That's right. right. That can't be Well, option. no, I was just curious because I, I thought maybe it's a thing of too, like the kids are all gone. And so now oh, right, this, oh, this thing new takes children the place to take care of, of yeah. taking mm-hmm. care of your kids, right? I mean, that definitely plays into it. Because she's, she's a Portuguese mom. Yeah, the Portuguese moms, but they love hard. Oh, yeah. That's all you heard about that. I mean, I still get calls from her every day. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know and and so i think in a way that definitely is a way for her to pick that slack up of, right. of needing to care Nurture for her kids and, you yeah. know? so john yeah. yeah if you have to ha- talk to tavana's mom right across oh, of you right man. now <laughs> oh and, man and, and and state your case for her to understand what would you say i don't know what i would say i'd have to prepare uh, so because you can't open what what's wrong with you yeah that's why this is this is how it starts when he, his piece his piece that he does in our show it goes what's wrong with you yeah. that's his thing it's so much better I'm like I yeah. Yeah, I, don't I, I definitely use more tact than I do on the podcast because I know I know on the podcast no, no one's number one not many people listening well, and so far the support has been 
has been on my yeah. side. Podcast number one, yeah. which is the one that we didn't air on on um, YouTube, YouTube. yet, yeah. but is the one that talks about the feral cats. That's right. The feral birds. That's right. Or whatever feral was around. Yeah, feral cats doing. and feral birds. Yeah. And um, when my wife and sister-in-law heard it, the rough cut, they were like, ooh, I was going to get some shit for this, <laughs> you know, because they're cat lovers. Whole and they understood, that, they understood that it might become a, you know, he might get some backlash from it. I said, so yeah, far, it's up to John, you know. Yes. And again, I'm never running for office, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically your answer, though, on the other side is just round them up and just yeah freaking mocking everybody yeah, yeah. rid of them yeah because i don't because i don't think it's enforceable to well then again we could put um you know police at uh the places where they feed them and they just not let them, there, people feed them but then they're gonna all starve to death i think it's more humane to just put a bullet in them that's humane too you know? yeah okay dude dude no they're they're they're, they're, so wait, okay so my thing i'll tell you from my own i'm like not my mom not you know whatever other side right. but my own center line is that like yeah like because because cat the cats overpopulated it's just another symptom of city 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 right. yeah right yeah. yeah so i mean okay how, my mom would say how come the cats gotta go all die then mm. you know even though we're all overpopulating this this place mm. too you know mm-hmm. she's like like that you know okay so you go riding those guys up and, and slash them out even because you created a city and now they're overpopulating now you're gonna just like you know murder a bunch of cats, you know? but I'm like I think there's a center line is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah, you know yeah. What I'm saying? and I would be open. I would be open. There, and it would probably be a long game. Yeah, it's right. not right, an right, immediate right, right, answer. Right, right, it's right. not like my mom where you immediately go feed a, sh- a ton of them and make them more popular, <laughs> and you also don't immediately round them all up and just kill them all. <laughs> yeah. you, you get like a ten year plan going, right. and you right. you know it down. Yeah. yeah, so kind of like with chickens. There you so go. if you make me governor. Yeah, this is my oh, my my boy, two level. <laughs> oh man, my two level um, way okay. to solve uh, everything. I mean, oh, I everybody happy with this? Okay, All right. your mom wouldn't feed cats if she knew that they are well fed by the environment around them. Therefore, the cats are already eradicating the probable rat population in Hawaii. Kai. Ooh, okay. Now, if the cats weren't there, how many rats would be running around Hawaii? Kai, right. So, in, in in a sense, they're all doing good. Are you serious? Are you serious? They're taking they're taking care of the rats, really. What do you think cats eat? <laughs> birds, eat. yeah, birds, birds rats. Alright. right. So that's okay. that's your. Thing. I'll ask my there's, first. There's my first three. The other problem is overpopulation. We right. can all agree that there's a ton of cats in Hawaii that doesn't need to be there. That's true. So I would create a bird control pill for cats. I see. Instead of catching mm. them, castrating them, or killing them, or anything like that, create a pill that you can put into your mom's food yeah. and give it to them, and they'll become automatically sterile, yeah. where they can't overpopulate. But it yeah. won't affect their health. Hmm. So they can live out their long, happy, nine-year, nine-times cat lives and then die peacefully in, in Hawaii Kai. Checkmate. That's it. Yeah. You're just going to create a whole thing that doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it could. But it could. You're right? right. I would imagine it can. We have birth control for That's humans. That's true, right? Yes. Maybe little mini. Just a one-time birth control pill. <laughs> what kind of a show is this? <laughs> but anyway, we, we talked for a half hour on this. I know. Yeah, I think you're gonna have to edit some things out. Yeah. No, no, this is fine. Yeah. But it was I, too good because my mom was one of them. <laughs> I want to meet your mom now and, and see John and your mom debate. I love you, mom. All right. But by, by the way, just to get back to the bullet thing, if you are if you are on death row, 
Okay. So now, now oh, you, you're going to be executed. Wouldn't would you want to take that uh, whatever stuff they inject into you, or would you just want to turn around and someone just cap you? Why got to be a choice? Why don't you just get euthanized, like put to sleep? Well, I, what I'm saying is that there's studies that show that. Well, I mean, it's not studies, but they have reports. You know, sometimes those guys get the work. lethal injection yeah. doesn't work, right? Yeah. And that stuff burns, and they have like health yeah. issues after that, and all that stuff. Bullet is hundred, not a hundred percent. Not hundred percent. I mean, but if you know, if you're taking it to the head. No, even then, there's, mm, there's stories of people getting shot in the head, and it, it doesn't, just sounds you know. messy. Yeah, it just sounds messy. Yeah, but I think it's I don't know. I don't know. Anytime you're talking about killing somebody, there's a lot of death in this show. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Wait, did, did you just say that Adam Sandler yeah, movie I mean, or something? It's always your head, you know. <laughs> I don't know if that's. A... I bring the darkness. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we can all agree that I'm right on the feral cats. Uh, okay, uh, all right, all right. If it allows us to move on, um, sure. All right. I had one more thing to talk about. Oh boy! Before, well, we don't. We can edit this one out because this is a new topic. I don't know where it's gonna go. So, okay. So, it's kind of funny, but at the same time, um, I thought it was kind of interesting. So I played at Nico's the other night. Yes. Nico's, uh, whatever. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and uh, so it's maybe like five thirty. We start at six, and sometimes I bring my camera to like I set it on the side and I take pictures so that I have you know pictures for promoting the next time we play Nico's or whatever, right? So. I forgot my tripod in the car, so I'm like, oh, okay, so I'm, so I walk out to the car, right, and then it's in the parking lot, and there's a bunch of cars there, and there's this white Ford that's parked next to my, my car, and there's a woman in, in, the, in the Ford, you know, and she's like looking at her phone, you know, just sitting in her car or whatever, and so um, I'm coming through the co- other cars, and then she kind of like makes eye contact with me, like she looks up and we see each other, and I kind of smile, like, because her car is right next to my car, you know, yeah. and then she just blatantly in front of me turns and locks her car door. Wow. And I was like, so my first thought was like, it, don't flatter yourself, lady. <laughs> like, if I was a sexual wow. predator, I don't know if, if this would be my first choice, you know, of who I'm going after kind of thing. Wow. But, <laughs> but secondly, I, I was thinking like, I was like, is it? Because I'm not in it. T- if anyone knows what I look like, I am not intimidating. Like, any normal sized woman could probably kick my ass. My <laughs> <laughs> wife could kick your ass. Yeah, she's not my, a normal Yeah, that's right. My so. wife is smaller than me yeah, and she yeah, can yeah, beat yeah, me up. Yeah. So I'm like, I, don't, I can't think it is me, but you know, Nico's is, is down by the docks, right? Right. And the area by Nico's is nice, but you know, the docks in general can be in any city, not the nicest neighborhood or whatever. So I'm like, is it. Is it the neighborhood that made her feel like threatened when I'm just walking up to the car? Uh, it, it was just so weird. Maybe she thought you were like a druggie. Oh, because yeah, because I'm skinny. Yeah, okay. like, skinny. Yeah. Are you asking yeah. this as a question seriously? Or are we yeah, I'm serious. Because like, we can make jokes today. <laughs> I mean, you look like. A, I mean, you, like a, you could be like a. Right? Yeah, that's like, where I'm my mind is. Yeah, because <laughs> seriously, I mean. The no, over, I mean, no, but over the past few weeks, I think everybody's noticed in the news. I mean, you got you yeah, old yeah. people being dragged out of cars, yeah. right, stabbed, right, right. right? And most of the time, they're sitting in the car minding their own business. I mean, you're I mean, a clean I, cut I drunk, if anything. Too, right? Everybody's I, done yeah, that. Yeah. You, and, you and, you know, back and I had come from work, so I mean, I had jeans on, but I had a nice collared shirt on. I didn't. I don't feel like I look like a, a homeless person or something coming up uh-huh, to the car, uh-huh. but... I was no, like, wow, man, is that where we're going with society now? My wife locks the door on the car. Anywhere we drive now. Yeah. She just, I, we get in the car, I start the car, we start driving, and click. And I'm like, 
But really? Seriously? No. And my car automatically locks. And you, you don't have a creeper look at all. I don't have a creeper no. look. No. Yeah, I don't so know. If he's half naked, stand oh. <laughs> But um, I, I think it's just the sign of the times, man. Yeah. And, and you know, time. I will tell my wife to do the same thing. Yeah. Regardless of anything, you know, anybody of any stature, you or somebody fat like me walking to, to you know, just be, preca- you know, be prepared to your surroundings and lock the door. Yeah. 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 You know? I was just so hurt, though. <laughs> and I'm such a friendly guy. And yeah, yeah. She, didn't, she doesn't know that. And then, bam, right in, like, just looking at me, like, click, like, yeah. wow. And to tell you the truth, when, last time I went to Nico's, yeah. Well, maybe, yeah, last time I went to Nico's, I went, I went into the parking lot. Two car windows were broken in right next to mine. Oh, really? Like, uh, just broken see. in. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, there, there's been it's some kind of. Definitely over there is kind of, you know, sketchy. It's a little yeah, sketchy. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. But, so don't feel bad, bro. Yeah, okay. don't feel bad. Or, yeah. or next time, send Herb out there. Yeah, her. Because he's even he's even less like scary <laughs> than you. Send him out there to go get the stuff and see if that lady's still there and see what she does. Yeah. If she does the same thing, then you know if it's, I, if it's I, just. If I ever you know. see her again, if she listens to the podcast, <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> Open the door and say hi, damn it. I was waving at you. You were more hurt that she wasn't no, it's her that attracted to you. No, no, no. <laughs> she was repulsed and locked the door. Yeah, she was yeah. so. She didn't go, hey, yeah. look at that guy. She was so like, unnerved. She was like, water. Oh my god, that's handsome John Yamasawa. They rolled on the window. She's like, oh my god, that's decrepit John Yamasawa. I'm locking the door. Bro. She was so unnerved by my presence that she had to lock the door to keep me out of the car yeah that man. that does it that's like wow that's a that's a strike that's to your a strike ego to man your ego. yeah kind of well un- honestly you know it's always a fine line there's four men at the table there's always a fine line when you smile at a woman you don't know if you're gonna give them the creepy smile, or the <laughs> smile. <laughs> exactly. we don't really we haven't locked that in oh, yet you know we don't know which one we're about <laughs> to give you know so yeah <laughs> You know, I, I honestly have a problem with um, helping people that I find attractive. <laughs> yeah. mm. Oh, really? I, it's so weird. Oh, like, yeah, that's just... Like, uh... I can help an old man move a trash can <laughs> or an ugly lady or an older lady or whatever do something. But if it's a super hot lady or a <laughs> hot girl, whatever, I can't. I feel funny helping them <laughs> yeah. because they think, what is this guy trying to do? Right, what is right, right, right. You know? So that's yeah, the problem. Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, especially in this day and age, it's like intentions and, you know, the whole everything is definitely hypersensitive right yeah, now. Man. So you got to like, you know, hi, uh, hi um, you know, state your, I'm here. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming you, in I mean, for absolutely a tap nothing on the shoulder. Exactly, you know? right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just have that weird complex, man. Like, yeah, that's understandable, man. I mean, plus, you know, beautiful women are hard to look at sometimes yeah, because they they're intimidating. Yeah, they you know? that's, that's true. Have you guys all um, read any books by Malcolm Gladwell? Yes. He wrote uh, Blink, The Tipping Point, all that stuff. Yep. He has a new book called Talking to Strangers, which is um, it's about it's kind of about that, like how um, people, when you interact with strangers, how people misinterpret strangers all the time. And, and why that, that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he has like the Amanda Knox case. He talks about um, this uh, woman who got pulled over by a police officer and how that interact. It was a very routine stop and then it turned into a big thing. And um, CIA, how they missed a bunch of spies because they couldn't tell that spies were lying and stuff like that. Interesting book. Mm-hmm. So I recommend that, Talking to Strangers. It's new Malcolm. I Cole. have this observation. You guys can verify if it's the truth. Okay. Um, Tafan, are you married? 
You have a girlfriend? A woman, yeah. Okay. And you, you guys are we're married, not right? Married, right. But, but you guys are, you know. Basically, I'm yeah. married. For, you know, for I have all the same pitfalls as you <laughs> You say, you say yes, yes. And, and of course, and I was wrong that's a lot. Right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's actually right. worse, man. Because so, if you're married, then you're locked in already. Yeah. Like, you, like, you have yeah. the choice. Well, this is a choice. Every morning I wake up and jump back in. It's, <laughs> it's I an addiction, really. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. For me, I didn't have a problem. I don't have a problem at all approaching the opposite sex and talking story with them yeah. when either one had a girlfriend or two got married. Yeah. Isn't I th- it? I, think I find it super weird when I was single. I couldn't talk to girls at all or right. anything. Even, even if I weren't attracted to them, I, it felt weird because then I, would, I felt like, ooh, they might know I'm single or... They might, is there something on my forehead that oh, says right. single and horny or, or what yeah. desperate or whatever? Like, uh-huh. I didn't want to get that. I didn't feel comfortable. Yeah. But now that I'm married and whatever, I don't have a problem. Because yeah. Because yeah. then if they go, are you kidding? I'm like, are you kidding? I'm happily married. Yeah. Right. Even if they don't know, I can use yeah. that as an excuse. The pressure's off the table. <laughs> the pressure's off the table. Yeah, exactly. But if yeah. they go, you know, are you kidding me? I go, no, 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 but I'm, I'm, I'm single, oh, but yeah. I'm you know, if you were ever to become single, let me tell you, you'd be screwed again. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. And that's a weird thing, right? It's true. It's a weird thing. Yeah. Like when I used to go to, well, I'm dating myself, but when we go to the Ocean Club, oh, and you're yeah. single, and you're hanging out, and you see a girls on the side, you go, ah, look, they're hot. Ah, too shameful to talk to them. But yeah. then you, if you take in, you're not afraid at all to, to go up to them and go, hey, my friend over there is single. And, right, 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 right. Because there's no... Nothing on you. Nothing on me anymore. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I totally feel that way. Once okay. I got married, okay. yeah, I felt really more comfortable talking to, to women. Like mm-hmm. I, I felt like now they know I'm not trying to creep on them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it should... felt like no, no, no. I caught my limit already. There's one that actually liked me to stay <laughs> yeah. with me. So obviously <laughs> I'm safe. That's what you should have done, that? John. When you saw that lady roll up who went there and lock the door, you should have shown him your wedding ring and go, look, man. Yeah. 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 Look, yeah. dude. I'm, you go. I got nothing yeah. for you. I don't know, but that or next time wave like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, we're gonna take a short break online. So we're gonna go, go to a commercial or something, and then we'll come back with Tavana, and we'll interview Tavana. Okay, and we are back on the podcast. And okay, so now this is the formal Tavana. McMore portion. So, <laughs> Devonna McMore is a singer-songwriter from the island of Oahu. He's probably one of the most talent- talented musicians that I know. He can play the drums, sing, play the guitar, harmonica, all at the same time. He's like a one-man band. And then the foot thing. And the foot thing. Right. He's performed with the uh, likes of Eddie Vedder, John Cruz, Henry Capono. You can find Tavana on YouTube under the name Tavana, T-A-V-A-N-A, uh, which makes sense. It's your name. That's so right. check out his channel where you can find behind-the-scenes footage, interviews, and such, and you can subscribe there and help him out. He's a super awesome musician. We, we're very happy to have him on the podcast, man. And surprisingly, he does not have an instrument in his hand. Yeah, no instrument. <laughs> Which I think is ultimately the most no. ironic part about this. No, but <laughs> we're like, Tavana, come on in. No, we're not going to give you an instrument. Just, just hang. <laughs> but also, no, the reason why I thought of Tavana is because we used to do an interview portion of the High Session show. Right. Like, people would come and they play music, and I'd interview them before they left. And Tafana's one of the most interesting guys of everyone we ever interviewed. So I'm like, oh, we should have him on the podcast because he, he's No good. pressure, dude. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Well, do, can I get an actual award or? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're telling this story about your guitar. 
Do you remember that story? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So something about uh, you dropped it and it had a hole in it and you got run over and then you went back and you put it together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That thing. Do you still I, use it? Yeah, I still got it at the house. That particular guitar, since it's been through so much, it stays at the house. Cause <laughs> it doesn't go on outings anymore. <laughs> it's, you made it this far. We, don't, we, we let you relax. Yeah, he's a uh, hermit now. Okay. So he just yeah. screws okay. it home. Still writes music, but doesn't perform live. Uh, that's right. <laughs> what do you use live now as far as a guitar? A Pono. I use uh, oh, okay. Pono guitars. They, they gave me one and I like played it hard and I almost put a hole in it. So they yeah. gave me a second one with two pick guards on it. They're wow, like, really? okay, try to put a hole in this. You know, uh, <laughs> That one is still holding up. So cool yeah so how did you first learn to play guitar or play music the first time i got interested in it i remember i was at a like a house party in the pali for it was actually i don't know if you guys remember that uh greek restaurant um on in kahala you know oh, the, yeah, um, yeah. The, the olive, the tree, olive, olive yeah, tree cafe yeah, yeah. Yeah. so the owner's name was Sav- savis and uh, we, he was a really close family friend. So we were at Salvis' house in the Pali, which is a beautiful place, fireplace. A lot of friends were over there. And his nephew, Habib, busted out this classical guitar. And I was like 12. And he started playing a classical piece. And I just was like, Whoa. my mouth was hanging open. And I was just, like, just looking at all his fingers moving together. And I mean, I was like mesmerized. So like that night, he took me on the side, showed me a couple things. And I was hooked. So I couldn't, I, every, t- every day I was like, mom, I a guitar, can I get a guitar? She's like, oh, it's kind of expensive, you know? You know so, I got all this money I'm spending on yeah. cat food. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is, this is long before the cat food era. Oh, man. But yeah, so 13th birthday, I got my first guitar. Nice. Oh, was it classical or were you? The, the, actually, yeah, the, the first guitar I got was a classical guitar. Oh, but, wow. but, um, but I was listening to, at the time, I was like really into Eric Clapton's uh, uh, Unplugged album. Mm. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Was like, like, that was like an on repeat you know and then also then i started getting into stevie ray vaughn and like Jimi hendrix and like and like you know all my friends are like listening to like daisy dukes <laughs> you know what i mean like and i'm all like listening to all these blues guys bb king and i'm just like you know so that was i was hooked from that point on the guitar when a classical i mean if i'm not mistaken a classical guitar is actually more difficult to play right well classical classical genre is difficult to play for sure the actual instrument itself is pretty easy to press pretty easy yeah and it's actually a good guitar to start with because it's a wider neck you know it's a little bit like there's more space between the strings you can kind of work and it's really kind of easy to press down for like a kid you know the the metal strings will hurt your fingers more right yeah so yeah. yeah, sorry. I'm no, I'm yeah. the one guy of the of the four of us. I'm the one guy who does not play guitar. No like I, I have guitars. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, yeah. not even yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I have the guitars. I'm like, oh, this is a really cool guitar. Okay, put it over there. <laughs> so, like, the the three of you are, are way more experienced with guitars. So it's interesting because well, the, the I, two I, of them, not me. No, 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 no. Cal's giving, like, giving no, the one of him. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I mean, I've I've seen you play. I've seen how hard you play. Yeah. yeah. That, you know what I mean? Like yeah, you right. play. Hard. And and it's a, a a lot of it is um I wonder where that comes from because you know like Stevie Ray Vaughan Stevie Ray Vaughan played hard I mean, he, yeah. he almost more like it looked like he had like bass guitar For strings sure. on his Stevie, guitar because he would just work that thing. But Stevie is that- did a thing where you know he would be soloing, but even though he was playing single notes, he was strumming all six strings yeah. every time. Uh-huh. So he was muting every other string that then the one he was so he would so he was soloing but he was strumming you know the right, whole thing yeah. so it's like just digging yeah, in you know there's yeah. total power 
and I, I loved it. You know, oh, okay, I mean, so that's kind of where that interest yeah, for from. sure. And then also like being an electric guitar player starting out, mm. and then moving into playing acoustic because I didn't sing for the first like six seven years. Oh really? Yeah, I mean honestly. Growing up, all my siblings sang, were singers, and I remember trying to sing when I was like, I was always had a low voice. Like my mom said, I came out like, <laughs> like you know. So I remember being like ten and going to uh, what is that boys choir? Oh thing yeah, Honolulu that, boys choir. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so my no. auntie Anna took me to the boys choir, and I tried to sing with everybody, and the the head of the choir took her aside and said he probably shouldn't do this he doesn't have a good voice no 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 oh, and so wow. and even all my family members is like would always be like no 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 don't sing don't sing don't sing <laughs> yeah and it's funny because now i'm the only one out of all my siblings that are singing for a living you know it's so funny but it's not like i still don't think i'm a classically good singer i yeah. just i kind of found a way to sing you know what i mean i uh, found out a uh, way to use my voice like dylan did and everybody else yeah, like yeah, even yeah. hendrix you know they we're not vocalists but we are musicians, you know yeah, what I mean? So yeah. we know how to make sounds sound decent, you know? Were you self-taught or did you take lessons? Yeah, so I was self-taught until 17, 18 years old. And then and then I went to Musicians Institute in Hollywood. Wow. And wow. I went went to the guitar program. It's like a year long. Uh -huh. I did that. It was like, oh my God, going from Hawaii to Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> like, I know, like, holy like, smokes. You know, and then also like music. Did, did sudden, you find like, that worth you know? it? Oh man. <laughs> That's okay. a, no. <laughs> nah, nah. You know what? I don't know because I never tried it doing it without it. But I can say that I, I personally put the most value as my in my musicianship from playing live out mm. in the scene oh, okay, okay. Yeah, with yeah. musicians. Mm. Instead of being in that school was so expensive and like I still probably owe so money. So when, when you graduated, that's directly where you went to. You went to Hollywood to do that. Yeah, but but yeah, I, I went I went pretty much right away. I, I worked as a stable boy for a summer and then wow. and then uh, shelled over to Hollywood and ah, that's dedication, man. Yeah, know. man, that's awesome that you just pursued from uh, that young. Yeah, because well, I've always thought about that. Like you know, there's guys that get really good, but then the ones that really like can do anything are the guys that know the theory and they know yeah let me it. circle back because I, I i definitely learned all this theory in that school and then i forgot it like you know <laughs> yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah to where like you know if i if i had to i would i could study it again for about a month and i'd be back up to speed but like i think what it had done is just put like this bone structure in the skeletal structure of right, music yeah. for me gives you that base so that i can go along and and really like you know uh, communicate with other musicians around and so i sure. again i want to circle back and i don't want to say it wasn't worth it yeah I don't, maybe, it was just really expensive I, it was just really expensive <laughs> and you know and and i'm just saying at that time there wasn't youtube Ah, yeah? that's right, yeah. that's right, that's right. So I would say, man, honestly, everything I learned in that school, I probably definitely these days could have learned on YouTube for sure. Uh, yeah. But the uh, the one to ones with with badasses, yeah, that's yeah. pretty amazing. No, yeah. so for for these um, kids that are listening to this podcast and are interested in you know being a musician when they get older and stuff like that, what is the one instrument you think is necessary for them to learn that that gives them that advantage? Like somebody once told me, if you learn piano. You can mm. play anything and you'll learn everything faster. Is that true? Or did you find an instrument that helped you the most besides guitar? I, I've heard that before. And I think what, that, what they're speaking of is, is from the ground zero level of learning, mm -hmm. the piano lays the notes out the most conveniently. 
you know, whereas guitar, everything's stacked on top of each other. And then you have the last two strings that are tuned down a half a step from each other. So it's a little bit like mind blowing. And definitely, you know, to learn theory, I had did even in school, had to go to the piano mm -hmm. to see how the chords were stacked theoretically, because it's it's made on the piano very very accessible and on the guitar those shapes are kind of just yeah, like yeah, yeah. abstract you know mm. so you know but that being said i believe you can do it on anything as long as you're learning you it know, correctly. I, mm. I gotta say man some of the best musicians started off as drummers really like you know like don henley and mm -hmm. uh, uh peter gabriel uh -huh. not peter gabriel who's that the guy phil collins, phil collins. <laughs> and, and even like, like the guys like sean pimentel he was a drummer oh sean oh, is yeah. amazing and yeah. sean is yeah. he can play sean anything you know yeah but so, but Sean's a Sean's a freak. Dude. But you yeah. think yeah. Sean yeah. Sean's amazing. You think Sean forced was as a kid was forced to learn the piano first? I mean, a lot maybe, of kids yeah, learn maybe as their first else. instrument, right? Yeah. So like yeah. again, I think the piano is like the easiest way to, to learn and and get to understand everything. Uh, you know, uh, on it. Can you guys walk up to um, a piano right now and at least little noodles? Yeah. yeah what about noodles. you, John? <laughs> a little bit. I took five years. Oh, wow. Really? But when I was huh? five to ten, so I don't yeah. really remember anything. Yes. I can play like chopsticks. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hey, uh, uh, let's let's get to a couple. Of, I, there's there's a few questions. So I want to make sure we get those before before we forget. Oh, good. Yeah. So uh, Macro Matt on Instagram asked you, um, "Are you still playing Friday night at the Lighthouse?" <laughs> yeah, that's that's tonight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you still have the gig. I still have that gig. Yep. It's the what is it? The second Friday of every month. I'm over there. W what time? Six thirty to eight thirty. Okay. So. Listen, guys, if you want to hang out, Tavana hears music second Fridays of every month at the Lighthouse, 6.30, Right yeah, on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And uh, so the Black Reds write, what are your desert, desert island records? Oh. So I kind, of, I kind of alluded to this before we started. Yeah. So um, I'll give you guys time to think. So I'll do mine. <laughs> uh, not because I, I want to hear myself talk, but... Uh, I thought you were going to do like the, hey, go buy a Hawaiian stone. I thought you were going to use that. Was that good? Oh, oh, no. Okay. Because uh, we haven't done that in a little while. So I know. I'm just trying to help you out. It's okay. Because you know what? I honestly forgot to write ads for this podcast. So <laughs> we just won't do them. Don't worry about it. <laughs> buy High Life Clothes. Yeah, buy High Life. Go to highlifeclothing.com. Enter the code High Sessions. Get 10% off. There you go. That's all they need to know. Yeah. Yeah. Did I say highlife.com or highlifeclothing.com? Highlife Clothing. You got to go to highlifeclothing.com. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... So yeah, so Desert Island. So I, I could narrow it down to two. Two? For, for now. I, I might, as you talk, I might get more. One would be uh, Legend by Bob Marley. Oh, okay. Although that is a greatest. Yeah, yeah. shoot. Yeah. That is before we started. Ah. Oh, yeah. So uh, just so you know, before we started the podcast, we were talking amongst ourselves about the Desert Island disc thing. And we said, uh, what do we do, we do best of? And Tavon said, that's cheating, bro. <laughs> so we can't we can't do best of albums and legend is a best it's of a album. best of album so maybe uprising then uprising oh, good choice yeah. I, like, I like uprising okay and then my second would be uh valley style kyle creative voice oh dude you wow. stole mine yeah. oh really wow it's okay i gotta back up because I, I can listen to that all the way from the first song to the end and i like every single song there's no really? bad song on that cd uh, yeah oh man yeah okay all right so Kay. just two for you just two. We'll go dev. Oh man! Try to I keep that. We're gonna do three. Dang it! Yeah, no. Nice I'm, I'm doing three. I don't okay, care. do three. Okay. Uh, I am going to go with uh, Sunday Manoa Guava Jam. Ooh, yeah, that's good. 
because I was that that album was the first album I uh, heard that had Hawaiian music in it, mm. and I had no idea that Kaviko was a chant. Oh, uh-huh. and I remember um, they came out with it in '69, uh, and I'm I'm old, but but they came out with it in '69, and then they just they never came out with it again, right? So uh, when I was in college and working at summer camp, they brought out a CD of it, and I put it on and listen to it and I could sing the words probably badly because I don't speak Hawaiian but I went why do I know the words to this song <laughs> and it was because my parents played it over and over mm. and over again so uh, probably that um, probably I gotta go with um, uh, Hamilton oh interesting yeah okay um, just really because, yeah just because of my theater background but also because Hamilton was such a groundbreaking piece of art um, and yeah. it's got a little bit of everything in it yeah uh, and see, it's hard because you want to do local ones or you want to do like mainland ones because there's, you know, I could I could do only mainland ones or I could do like all just right. Hawaiian stuff. Or It's a know. hard question to narrow down to just a couple. But and then yeah. um, Kalapana, the first okay, one. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, I was going to go with like Michael Jackson, but I'm thinking, nah, Kalapana I would listen to more. Yeah. Oh, yeah, on an island too, right? Yeah, that's true. Well, for me, okay. definitely Kalapana, the first album. Okay. Um... Rock-wise, probably Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness from Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, no. Great <laughs> album. Okay. Um, that's right up there with American Idiot from Green Day. Yeah, yeah I think you're going to put a Green Day. Yeah, there, and um, <sighs> Sublime. Really? No nice. Pearl Jam in there anywhere? Wow. Pearl Jam's in there, but I can't... It'd be snuck in my back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pearl Jam's in there, but yeah. Awesome. That's pretty much... This is such a hard question, yeah. man. Okay, well, I guess I'm gonna go with uh, Kaya from Bob Marley. Okay, okay. I like that album, especially on a desert island. That's gonna be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then uh, Facing the Future. Oh, yeah. That's probably a good one, I think, for me on that desert island. And then, man, I guess I'll just, for my rock, I'll I'll go with uh, Soundgarden. Um, I'm gonna go with. Super unknown. Super unknown. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Chris Cornell, I remember. Um, did you ever go to Tavana? Have you ever gone to voice lessons? I have. I went with yeah. uh, Eunice. Oh, okay, okay. For, okay. A, for a little while, just yeah. a little while, yeah. My, my old vocal coach used to use Chris Cornell as like the best example of a good rock singer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely, probably in my top five or three even of, mm. of rock vocalists of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Just from a just from a tone perspective and a technique perspective like and he said that when he heard the first album to the later albums that you could tell the guy was working with somebody Mm. Mm. oh for sure yeah yeah so i always thought oh that's interesting yeah and he did that songbook tour where he was just playing acoustics and playing all the songs i saw some of those you can really hear like you know the skill level because um, you know you're just you and a acoustic guitar that's it yeah, right? yeah, yeah 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 but then he could still do that screaming thing did yeah. you go how yeah. the yeah. what the there's a few like harmonics yeah. in oh, that yeah, yeah that like, uh, audio I, I don't know how the guys like that even like uh, guys like Chris Stapleton and stuff uh, yeah. they can do the the loud kind of like scratchy scream yeah. well, voice and then work it into a yeah. smooth even yeah, like yeah. Chester Bennington Chester Bennington yeah. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, dude yeah. could scream totally yeah. those two were really good friends actually yeah, yeah. they're yeah. really oh, good yeah. friends that's yeah. why they say that you know he died shortly after he was super yeah. depressed from his Chris mm. Cornell's death mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but um 
Yeah. Again, with the death, you guys. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Death podcast. Uh, that was Kyle's fault. Is, that was, uh, <laughs> oh, my bad. Yeah. My bad. Well, okay. We'll, we'll wrap that up. So, last question. Uh, this is from Saving Cadence. Actually, a Maui band. You guys, you know Saving Cadence? Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. So, they say, uh, how does your fedora nestle so elegantly atop your head? <laughs> Oh yeah, you know that. That's Which, not by as the way, easy for this podcast, think, he's not though. wearing. Yeah, he's not wearing. No, he's got his yeah. hat, regular yeah. hat on. But he has a hat that is nestling very nicely on his head. That's right. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a that's more difficult than you think. <laughs> is it a trade secret? That's Can we a trade not? Secret. No, okay. Right. Yeah, no, I just put the stupid thing on. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks everybody who wrote in questions for Tavada. Uh, they're great, great stuff, and. Um, we're going to ask you more now about um, your time with uh, Eddie Vedder, Kelly Slater, some of those stories. Uh, yeah. you wanna, so what was the Eddie Vedder thing? Because like, um, I know he called you up to play. How did he know? that? Did he, someone tell him about the Hawaii 78 or did he see it somewhere? Like no, actually. The High Sessions video? No, 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 no. The- High <laughs> 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 Sessions? Do you want to give us some props? In the nudge, nudge. High Sessions was after. Oh, isn't, oh. isn't Eddie Vedder a Patreon member of High Sessions? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the whole thing with Eddie Vedder was I had a gig, a long-running gig in Kelly O'Neill's in, in Waikiki. And, uh, you know, I'm, I go up, show up, like, setting up my stuff. I turn around, and he's standing right in front of me with his hand out, going, hi, my name is Eddie. And I, like, <laughs> shake his hand. I'm like, yeah, I know who you are, dude. You know, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I was out surfing, and my buddy told me I should come see you play. So here I am. Wow. <laughs> like, wow. I was like, okay. And he just sat right in front of me. Oh, my gosh. And I played an hour set just staring at Eddie Vedder, you know? Like, holy smokes, he's freaking out, you know? And, How do you um, keep that together, man? I mean, it's... you know, I don't know. I just you just do it, you know, I guess. But now, were you was... a hardcore Pearl Jam fan yeah, at the time? Yeah, big time. Okay. I'm, I'm, I mean, Eddie's been one of my heroes since I was a teenager. You and know? did you change your set that night because you knew he was there? Or? Uh, I guess in the way that I, you know, because I don't ever write sets down, so yeah. I guess I was throwing the zingers out <laughs> there's actually a what, YouTube video that I saw that Eddie Vedder and Tavana are singing Yellow Lead Better sitting and in yeah. Kelly so that night he yeah. sat in on the second set so I took a break and I sat down with him and he's like dude that was awesome you know he starts I'm like wow that's just crazy you know we have this long conversation and I start asking him about Temple of the Dog and all this stuff oh, I, yeah. you know I'm like yeah, I just right. want to know like how that all <laughs> happened and so he's yeah. telling me all these amazing stories oh, you know man. He tell, gives me some great advice, and then I'm like, well, I'm going to go back on. Do you feel like sitting in? He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right. And I start playing the opening riff to Yellow Leadbetter, and he just comes up and rips the microphone off and just starts killing it. Wow. And everybody in the bar is like, wow, that guy really sounds like Eddie Vedder. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's got like a baseball cap on. Yeah. You know, he's totally low pro. Yeah. I mean, he's he, in Hawaii a lot, and nobody really recognizes him when he's exactly. walking around. He's, he's yeah. good at going and just being kind of invisible. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. So anyway, that night we hung out all night and uh, I ended up dropping off at this hotel and like, you know, I wrote my number on his cigarette pack. There was only two cigarettes in there. I was like, oh, he's going to finish it and just throw it away. But called me the next morning. He's like, man, I had a great time with you. You know, like, you're awesome. Like, you know, I love your music. I love your energy. It's like, I'm like tripping. He's like, this is my number. Call me anytime. Whoa. I'm like, wow. Right. So I, but at the same, so. I don't, I don't use it because I'm like I'm like yeah, that right? yeah, I'm yeah, not like, yeah, I'm yeah. like I don't, this guy I don't want to just yeah, bug this guy yeah, right a yeah. couple months later I get a call from him and he's like I'm playing at the Hawaii Theater 
two nights in a row i want you to be my encoring i want to call you up on the on the last song was this like, promoting his ukulele um, cd this or? was uh the the into the wild tour so right after he did into the wild he did a bunch of solo tours yeah where it's just him and his guitarist like that so this was on that and uh so yeah two nights at the hoi theater last and he was the one who asked me do you want to play hoi 78 so wow. i was like oh crazy so so in, in actuality, and then Uncle Boom was there too, who plays keyboards with Pearl Jam. Yeah. So I ended up at Soundcheck. And like, if you guys heard my Hawaii 78, obviously, right? Yeah, so, yeah, you know, at yeah. the end, I do the double yeah, time yeah, thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had that idea at Soundcheck with Eddie Vedder on the Hawaii Theater stage. Wow. While we were at Soundcheck, I was like, oh, what if we go double time right here and just start blasting out? He's like, oh, cool. You know, and I, and I was like, yeah. So we did that. And then ever since then, that's how, I, that's how I did it. Yeah. And, then, and not only that, I changed it into minor key as well into mm. my, for my version, you know. Wow. Um, but that's how that all happened, yeah. Cool, man. And then uh, how did the Kelly Slater thing come up? Dude, that just happened. I'm still oh, yeah, that's right. just crazy. So, like, I, I played <laughs> in New Year's Eve at Casanova's in Maui and um, with Samites. And then I land in, over here in, in Honolulu the next day. And I'm driving home from the airport. It's, like, almost afternoon already. And... Uh, uh, Dozer gives me a call. My buddy Dozer, he has a Doze Nose podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he calls me. He's like, oh, um, I'm over here. And, uh, you know, I, I just called Kelly and I asked him if he, he wants you to play at his house for tonight. And then he wants you to do it. So you want to come <laughs> meet us over there at five or whatever and come set up your, your stuff and play? I'm like, okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> barely any sleep from, you know, New Year's Eve, yeah, like yeah. late gig and everything. And, uh, but yeah, I ended up going over there and setting up and jamming for Kelly Slater and his family and friends and everybody. And then Ron Artis was there and he sat oh, in. Oh, no way. And then at the end, Kelly jumped in and we all jammed with Kelly. Like, you know, it was unreal, man. Um, and just before that, I uh, got to go. Those had me meet him in Maui to go sit in with G Love at, nice. at uh, Charlie's over there. So. Kyle. So you're the one who brought year. up Ron Artis to me, right? Yeah. 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 Ron's amazing. Yeah, a long time yeah. ago. I was at North Shore. Um, land, land trust kind of function thing on the North Shore and he came up on stage and I was like videotaping him with my mm. phone and John you gotta get this guy on on high sessions he rips oh. he's amazing <laughs> Ron is Ron is and Tavana are just like blow, blow my mind yeah here, you know you gonna wrangle, wrangle me in with that yeah <laughs> right on yeah. oh yeah you're right up there man <laughs> dude so Tavana used to do Tavana Tuesdays over at Brian's, and um, he's like, "Hey, John, I want you to be a guest. You know, every week you have a guest, right?" That's right. And so I'm standing on the side, and it's him, Lopaka, and this guy Jabari, yeah. right? And they're like killing, like just ripping. And you know, Tavana's like high energy and yeah. stuff. And I'm thinking, like, oh my god, what, what the hell am I gonna do after this? You know, <laughs> it's like if you Mama had like, Kai. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. If you had like uh, you had ACDC rocking for like <laughs> half an hour and then you're like, oh, here comes Bob Dylan, you know, like, so slows down, you know, kind of that way, killed the vibe, but man. no ways, man. Everybody yeah. loved it, man. Yeah. A lot of people came out too for John. Nice. It was awesome. Uh, yeah. You got a lot of fans out there, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. It's that because it's that voice, right? Exactly. You hear that voice, you go, okay, that's John. that's exactly yeah. what the first time I posted for that show. Right. That's what I saw in the comments. Oh, his voice is that yeah. so great, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I can man. see why people like like those guys Kelly Slater. 
Yeah, if, they, if I saw Tavana, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd want that guy at my party. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, the only reason that worked I, was because I put a, a song out the other day, like three, four weeks ago, this song I put on my IGTV, and Kelly Slater saw it and, oh. and liked it. So that's how that all happened. Like, you know, he, yeah. he mentioned to Dozer that he liked it, and then that's why Dozer had the idea, oh, do you want him to come play for your mm-hmm. thing? And yeah. yeah, it's pretty, it's just trippy. Yeah. Well, you're starting off the new year with a bang. Right, right. congratulations. Yeah. First day yeah. out. Yeah, congratulations later. Yeah. You know? That's like, awesome. Oh, man. Yeah. You know what? Can we back up for just a second? Sure. Because I, I know many of the people who are listening know your music and understand what you do, but I think it might, it might help us to sort of explain like what your setup is because if oh, people, that's right. you know what I mean? Because right. right. people, people if, you're new to the, if you're new to this podcast, you might think, okay, this Tavana guy he sounds really cool but he's not playing anything and we're going right. holy crap how do you so if you can kind of ex- sure. give people an inside note on how that happens totally um, so what I what I do is like nowadays I, I built this thing where I play basically play drums with my feet um, and I, I have six drum triggers down on the bottom so I can have a full drum set down there and I'm playing that with my feet and then I'll switch either slide guitar banjo acoustic guitar electric guitar up here and then I sing so it's like this one man band kind of situation going right. on yeah. but it's not it's not quite the looping thing because a lot no, of people no do the yeah because that's yeah. it that's the other thing right. that's very important that people know because uh, some uh, nowadays a lot of bands it's a one man band but he's doing a loop of this and then a loop of that yeah. and then a bass and then that and that's not what you do no, you sit yeah. there with this big box and you pound away on this box with your feet and you yeah. play at the same time and it's it's unusual yeah, yeah so I get that a lot like oh where's the looper and then yeah. I'm like oh no no that's not happening no, no loops and that's how it started I used to have a looper and I lost it and then I <laughs> oh is it really and then I went to the stage the next day and I was like sure I, don't, I cannot solo so I started stomping on the stage super loud and soloing and I was like, oh, this works. All I need is a groove and I can solo with mm. no chords. It oh, actually wow. sounds okay. So then I started bringing a kick drum out. Then I started bringing a kick drum and a tambourine for both feet. And then I started building that rig and having more sounds. Yeah, because that's, you know. that's like personal to you. You built that thing. Yeah, that yeah. thing, uh, nobody else has it. I just built it out of my own brain or whatever. Wow, yeah. man. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like super. how long did it take for you to figure that out? Like, okay, I need to do this. Yeah, this, this, it actually right? took a while, and then I ended up having to order all the gear and, and yeah. you know, spending however many thousands of dollars on all the stuff, and then slapping it together to see if it the idea would work. Yeah. Right, right, right. And then when I first put it all together, like on the floor in in my studio, and tried it, I looked in the mirror at it. I was like, holy moly, this is like <laughs> this is like an actual instrument. It looks like you know. Th- you I could just, market that. Yeah. yeah. Have you, I mean, have you like, given it a name? Because it does. It looks yeah, like it. it and, and everybody's like, like right, you should, you know, copyright this thing yeah. or whatever. And, you like, really you should. know, and I'm like, I don't know how to do that stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I, my thing is, it's like, it, I, I'm still waiting for some other people to try it, you know. I mean, I think uh, I'm, I'm a guitar player that sort of plays drums. Mm-hmm. that went that way but what if there was a drummer that sort of plays guitar that went that way but then that feet stuff would be really interesting I don't think there's you know? anybody that can pull it off like you without like a tremendous amount of years of practice yeah well, that's, that's crazy interesting. like uh, it'd be interesting to see what Sean Pimentel could do with that because mm, he is a, sure. I mean right because he's a musician he, that started with drums he could totally do and it after does a while, yeah. everything yeah. so it'd be interesting to see what another person would do me and him actually been talking about getting into a thing together oh man um, that would be amazing but we'll see be cool. you know we're both like, super busy yeah, yeah but i just went over there the other day like a couple months ago and and uh, we talked about me him and michael grande getting into a thing Whoa. Oh, yeah. i was That's like oh nuts. i would be honored that would be amazing you know he's got all these uh 
festivals around the like world festivals he goes yeah. to and stuff. So we might yeah. do that. You never know. Mm. He's the man, dude. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've always he's loved so Sean, good. and he's, yeah. he's good energy, like good yeah. vibes, yeah. easy to work with. You know? And yeah. he's yeah. You go oh. Wait, you're a world class musician. I I forgot because he just walks <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and that's I think it's one of the coolest things about the the local um, industry here is the guys who are like super big. Well, most of them at least are very unassuming. Yourself, John. Yeah. You know what I mean? The the people that I've met by and large are very sort of. You know, There's a humble go, nature. Yeah, yeah like even Justin, local right? Justin mm-hmm. who's right. now with Colby and doing all this stuff. You talk story with him, and all he wants to do is talk about the stupid Chicago Bears. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he doesn't want to That's talk right. about music. You're like, dude, come on, man. I used to watch John Elmasada play at Willows, and I'm watching him play. I'm like, wait a minute, isn't that DJ Pratt doing the the sound? I'm like, what? Are you- <laughs> What are you doing this song for? <laughs> you know, I just, yeah. just chirp out that a guy like that would be doing sound and I not know. being on stage. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's, I would say I can count the stuff. number of assholes on one hand that yeah. I've met. I out, mean, out of, the assholes, though, they're really assholes. They're really Yeah, bad. they're kind of no. Yeah, like, <laughs> if I said names, like, you would totally go, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, but, that's, uh, that's kind of why, you guys, I've been doing this whole YouTube thing. It's like, I've been doing these things, like, Right, like being able to go jam with all like the local players, like mm-hmm. Mike Love and Paula Fuga and John Cruz, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, you know, for me, I look up to all these people, you know, and and then being able to sit in with all of these people, I'm like, man, you know, I gotta document this stuff somehow. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was lucky enough to find a guy to fly on the wall with me with a camera and start making these little short. And little by the way, episodes. those clips are great. Like you whoever know, that guy is, uh, you want to give him a plug? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's Michael Donahoe with Three Tree Creative. Um, and it's great. real good stuff. Yeah, and I'm also doing like some live music stuff with another company called Hopena Media, and they're great too. They work with guys like Paul Isaac and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, you know, and I'm just like, man, I, this is my life, you know. And I, I personally feel like the music scene in Honolulu is like unreal. Yeah. The the, mm-hmm. the players like like John and mm-hmm. and and everybody that you just run into on a daily basis yeah. are just like beautiful souls and i feel like the world would love to see the day-to-day yeah. you know what yeah. i mean yeah so so that's kind of what i'm capturing and on the channel actually yeah. i want to get cool. i want to get you have you heard of clay Campania? yeah me and jay jam i mean me and clay jam we, we he was part of the tavana oh, tuesdays oh, oh, thing oh, yeah okay. oh, oh man right? he's clay a, is just well, what is what is talk clay about Campania's stevie ray vaughn that's yeah. our very clay own is a, a blues guitar player and okay. he he went to austin texas to kind of ply his trade and he he learned like you were saying right the live oh. that live sharpening lefty of, clay huh lefty guitar player no he's not a no lefty. he's not a lefty right. but the um he he plied his trade and learned like you said playing live man that guy is crazy and and he was good when he left mm-hmm. and then when he came back he there there was a whole different, filled in all the gaps yeah yeah <laughs> filled in all the gaps so when he gets up there he can play anything you want in any style you want in fact uh natural vibes oh no penny picked him up yeah penny, uh, yep. to play in his band oh, okay. and now he travels around with penny and stuff mm-hmm. and it's it's trippy because you watch him play blues and you go okay that's like the second coming of of Stevie right? yeah you he, can hear it you can hear it when he plays you can hear mm-hmm. his influences the Eric Clapton the, even mm-hmm. for yourself so that's why ha- hearing the two of you together must be just Ooh. well that was a fun night for sure wow yeah and I had to obviously pick up an electric because you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah. 
So do you do you prefer um, playing electric, playing acoustic? Does it matter anymore? You know, basically with that whole one man band rig, yeah. I was doing that for so many years, and it, you know, I got it actually got me to where I'm at, I am today with stuff where people are showing up and stuff more. Yeah. But just recently, I put together a three piece with an electric guitar, just straight up like Hendrix style. Oh, okay. You know, power trio kind, and Ooh. I've been like just in love with doing oh, it. Oh, nice. Man. We've been playing like first Fridays at work play and like. I got Ian Sheridan, who used to play with, um, what's his name? I'm yours guy. God, I can't. Jason Mraz? Yeah, he was Jason Mraz's bass player for like 15 years. Wow. wow. And now he lives over here. So now he's he's actually producing my next, my coming album. Oh, no kidding. Ian Sheridan is, yeah. He just sent me a track. It sounds amazing. I'm so excited. But anyway, so Ian Sheridan and Mark Lindbergh are oh, playing Mark. with me. Yeah, Mark. Yeah. Really small. So I, just, I was with great. Mark yesterday. Yeah, they're phenomenal as a back, like yeah. as, as a backbone, you know what I mean? So I'm able to just pick up electric and just go off again, you know? Nice. So I've been, it's funny that you mentioned that electric because yeah, I've been, I've been really enjoying getting back to it. Not mm. to mention being able to play with others again, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The, the whole idea originally was obviously, you know, I got a kid now, I cannot rely on drummers and people showing up and <laughs> wow, I got yeah, yeah. to pack my own shoot, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so that worked, you know, but now mm. it's like, I miss playing with people too, you know, that's mm. like that whole other feeling. You know? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Oh, nice, man. By the way, I told Kyle, I don't know if you know this. Um, so I'm a class of 96, Kaiser, right? Bond is class of 97, Kaiser. And by the way, and we knew each other in high school and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, I was, uh, but I was into Hawaiian stuff and I just thought, man, I can't keep up with Tavon. Like, it's kind of intimidated with his playing, even back then. You know, he was like super good. But I always thought, oh man, this guy's freaking awesome. He should go to the mainland and like. So in high school, what, you were playing Hawaiian music. Yeah. And what was Tavana playing? He was uh, in his, his blue stuff. Blue stuff. Oh, okay. So he actually okay. started a music club at Kaiser, and they would all get together, and they they invited me and stuff. I'm like, oh, I, I was kind of like, <laughs> I, people don't believe me, but I'm like, ah, oh, there's no way I'm gonna keep up with these guys. Wow. I only have my ukulele, you know. Mm. If only that club ended up being what you think it was. <laughs> <laughs> but then also, then the next year was Mike Love. Yeah, That's crazy. we all went to school together. Yeah. What is it with you, Hawaii guys, yeah. man? Or Kaiser boys, I guess. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. So water, man. It was a nice uh, in the, in the milk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was wondering because I because I I knew Tavana was a badass like from then, mm -hmm. and then I didn't see him from like the time I graduated till I don't know, fifteen years later. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, I wonder what was going on that whole time. But I guess you went to music school. Yeah, you know, I went back. to music school, and then after that, I came back here. And then I gigged, you know, in Waikiki and mm -hmm. everything, the dungeons of Waikiki. I uh, know, you know, all of that. And then, and then I, what did I do? I went up to San Francisco area for a while, like Santa mm -hmm. Rosa, San Francisco. Uh, I went to Seattle for a little bit. I went to Austin, Texas, for a whole year. Yeah. So I did a few stints during that time. All the while coming back and gigging in Honolulu, you know, like grinding out seven days a week, you know. Oh man. And then the funny thing was, is like. You know, that lifestyle and everything was sort of this merry-go-round loop thing where mm. it was just sort of the same thing all the time, covers and drunk people in Waikiki yeah. and, you know, and it's just that. Play free bar! You know, yeah, and, and, and yeah. I make um, however much I make and I go spend it right back in the bar right after the game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, wake up late and da-da-da-da. And then, so, you know, and then I had a kid. 
uh-huh. you know and then all of a sudden it's like it's real now now it's like oh i don't stay late anymore i go mm-hmm. sleep and i wake up and then i oh i'm writing more music now oh and then oh i'm not spending all my money so i'm buying better gear and oh now like i'm actually putting my time into my sets and now i'm creating an actual show instead of a bunch of covers you know like right, and all right. of a sudden it took me what since he was born until now to, to this huge like if you look at the progression of my career in the 15 years before that and the, the, these last six years, it's just been like the last six years is like three times what the 15 years before that was, wow. mm-hmm. you know, so. So your son's going to later on take full credit for all of this. That's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He will anyway, so I might as well state it now. <laughs> not, not your girlfriend, but your, your son will be like, see that? that, that was how, old are, how old is your kid? <laughs> He's six now. Do you see already? Oh no, he's almost six. He's five, but he's almost six. Does he have the love for music like you do? Oh yeah, he he just got a Quest Love little drum kit. You know the little kid, little one. He loves drums. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Did he ask you for that, or did you just buy it and he plays with it? Well, he he plays with mine, and then uh, and then me and him were talking. I was like, oh, it'd be cool because it's too big for him. You know, but I and I know that kids' drum sets are lame. You know, so I was like sitting with him and I was like, oh, you know, it would be cool if I could find you one that sounded like this, but was good for your size. And he's like, yeah, that would be cool. And then I did, you know, so oh, then I got oh, it. You know? nice. But yeah, he, he hasn't been playing it as much as I wanted to do, that's okay. Boy, I just bought that I, thing. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't push him to play music or, or my well, older son, Well, I mean, look at you. Max. You started when yeah. you were 13, you said, right? Uh, I started when I was 13. Yeah. See, yeah. and I started 12, 13 too. So, so yeah. 10 years from now, he'll be playing with you. Maybe like, if he wants like to. Kind of like how Kelly Boy's yeah. family No, I know. Kelly Boy's entire no, family. No, no, yeah. yeah. If he wants to, he's going to. Yeah. And I mean, my thing is what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to force them to do anything, you know, but they do on their own come in the garage and jam with me anyway. Wow. Mm, you cool. know, they come and they, they noodle around until they're bored and then they go. You know? <laughs> and I'll just let that just for, keep for happening. Them, you're just dead. Yeah, yeah exactly. he's just doing his thing in the garage, oh, yeah. whatever. Right? Boring already. Yeah, <laughs> no. we can go fishing over there. Come on, let's yeah. go. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. So, um, I know earlier when before we started, um, you were talking with Kyle and uh, John about fishing and stuff and being of the water, and that. And that's kind of a, a thing that, uh, um, sort of a theme with this show, and and it's been in their lives for a long time. But what is your connection to the islands? Because I mean, obviously, you came back because you wanted to be here. Um, you said you're saying you live almost near the beach so yeah. does that how does that recharge you what is the what is the way in which that helps you create your music and stuff? Oh, man you know growing up here obviously the ocean is like is big in my life you mm-hmm. know like you guys know the feeling it's like no matter what's going on with you you could be super stressed out whatever if you go take a dip or you go diving or you go surfing or anything you connect with that body of water, you come out feeling a lot better, mm. you know? So uh, it, it plays a huge part in my life. And, you know, spending the last couple of years in that spot, Coolio Beach, you know, being able to jam and write right there, it's like, oh man, the stuff that's coming out right there is so good, man. Mm. Yeah, I love it, man. It's, you know, sunreal, sunset time, sunrise time, whatever, just, you know, being by the water makes you feel better. You go to the park or you go outside your house? Both, Both. yeah. My porch is good for writing, my backyard, and then at the park is good. Yeah, because that park has some nice scenery right there. It's you just sit on that grass. And right cruise. there. You just cruise by the and the, wa- the water is, is nice now. Back back when <laughs> the we water is nice now. Uh, 20, 20 years ago when we were little, that, that 
place oh, is yeah. pretty kind of gross, Ooh, but yeah. they, they really cleaned it up. It's a little there. cleaner. It's still not your spot to go swimming, swimming. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It's good to take the dogs yeah. out and yeah. go jam songs, right. you know. But right. yeah, if you want to go swimming, swimming, you might want to go <laughs> down the road a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, Matt, we really appreciate you coming on the pod. Let's see. Okay, so this is going to air Monday. Do you have anything coming up next week? Which will be so I'm going to let you think about that while I do our, our well, closing stuff so like the 17th 18th for sure so so well first of all every thursday hawaiian brian's that's oh okay that's okay, the, okay i usually tell people because that's my one staple you know and then the other ones are like monthly and all that you know you can always find my schedule on my website tavana808.com and uh but but thursdays is a good one because it's like showroom style it's like yep. good sound i can tell stories it's you know it's a show you know so that's that's a really good one okay yeah. yeah, and I've been to that one, and it, it was good. I sat yeah. on the side and watched. It's blown away. Oh, so because you're John, yeah, so you get to sit on the side in the special. He was in the VIP. Well, I, I was in the VIP. <laughs> I, was, I was panicking. Do you remember what it's like for us little people? No. <laughs> what I was gonna do. Anyway, yeah, after this podcast, if you guys are interested in seeing his setup and how he plays his music with all these different instruments and stuff like that. Um, Google Tavana on well, actually look it up on YouTube and check yep. out that High Sessions concert that for you put sure. on. When, how many years ago was that? Look, about three years yeah, ago it's already. Been a, it's been a few years, years already. Ago? Yeah, it goes yeah. by quick. That was actually, you guys, that was the the maiden voyage of that. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's no right, kidding. Right. Yeah, the one at Hoy Theater, right? The one at Hoy Theater. Because yeah. he came on twice. The mm-hmm. first one was with the kick drum. Yeah. And then I built that other thing and I brought it over there and it was totally trying it out. And like, I remember playing Aloha Spirit and I yeah. tried, actually tried using these like samples with this other thing. And I never play it like that anymore. That's the only time I ever played <laughs> it like that. So you guys have like a pretty, you know, unique, unique that's, that's thing. That's the Theater. Yeah, yeah exactly. Theater. So the one at Cola was before, before. Theater. Yeah. Kick yeah. drum tambourine. Yeah, yeah. 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 And now I'm building I'm building version three right now. Ooh, okay. So, um, you know, just adding a few other things. So. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Okay, and you can go to highlifeclothing.com to find all of Kyle's stuff. Devin Kumu 94.7 in the mornings. Yep. Listen to him, say hello. Tell me he <laughs> listen to us on the pod. Yes. Um, as for me, next week I'll be at a baseball tournament. Woo! So, no gigs, no nothing. Just uh, enjoy life. Thank you for listening and. Um, yeah, we'll catch you. We'll catch you next one. Wait, let's get in. <laughs>